everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. You do not want to do this story, this show tonight. I don't feel great. No. But I'm going to power through for our listeners. That's right. All six of them. <laughs> well, what's going on in the Disney Parks blog? Uh, Disney Cruise Line is kicking off summer sailings. Um, they are having some adventures in Alaska. That's right. Every summer, Disney sends a ship up to Alaska. This year, it is the Wonder. Uh, and she is up in Alaska right now. And she'll be there, what, through about uh, about August. So, fun times. Um they have a lot of stuff they're doing. They do a glacier float trip port adventure. They do alpine zip line. They do a helicopter glacier trek. They get into the culture. Uh, they go bear and whale watching on port adventures. They go to the Mendenhall Glacier and Rainforest Garden Adventure. Uh, they have a crab feast. So there's a ton of stuff going on uh, through the uh Alaskan cruises, uh, if uh, you're interested in doing one. We're looking at doing one possibly next summer. I hope so, yeah. Yeah, so uh, if you're interested in doing a Disney cruise to Alaska or anywhere else, you can always reach out to one of us. All right. Disney Eats has a feature on the seasonal menu that has debuted at the Hollywood Brown Derby. That's right. The Hollywood Brown Derby is a restaurant in Disney's Hollywood Studios, and they have some special menu offerings for this summer. Uh, they have a new Crab Louie. Uh, they have a shrimp cocktail. They have the heirloom tomato and burrata salad. They have a new charcuterie board. Uh, they have a um, roasted bone marrow as well as an escargot plate. Uh, so that's some that's some fancy dining there. Uh, they do have a new classic filet mignon, a lamb shank, free-range chicken and dumplings. Uh, so there is plenty to look at. Uh, on their menu, of course, they have their famous Cobb salad and their dessert staple, the grapefruit cake. Yum. Did you have the grapefruit cake when we went last time? <sighs> not last. I might have had it one time, mm -hmm. but not recently. You did. did you enjoy it? I mean, who doesn't love cake? Okay. That's all the news from the Disney Parks blog, so let's head on over to California. All right. A live-action Ariel character meet-and-greet is going to begin on May 26th at the Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World. That's right. Both properties will be having a new live-action version of Princess Ariel. The film does open on the 26th. In, uh, let's see, in Hollywood Studios, the Ariel meet-and-greet will take place in Walt Disney Presents. Uh, and in Disneyland Park, Ariel will greet guests at the promenade near It's a Small World. So uh, you have the opportunity to meet both the live-action version as well as a, uh, I guess, as the animated version uh, in the parks beginning May 26th. Disneyland Resort President Ken Potrock Potrock, yeah. Potrock has announced a completion time frame for the downtown Disney district transformation at the resort. That's right. Uh, he says it's going to be done by the end of 2024, so that's over the course of the next 18 months. The reimagining was originally announced at Destination D23 in 2021, uh, so they are uh, bringing new and enhanced retail and dining offerings. We know that they are bringing in uh, restaurants like uh, Din Tai Fung, uh, the Porto's Bakery, uh, and they're going to be giving a new home to the Earl of Sandwich. All of the new buildings that are being uh, built down there right now are inspired by the mid-century space age look uh, from the 50s and 60s. Uh, so the uh, new uh, Disney downtown Disney is part of the Disney Forward Initiative, which coincidentally, uh, 
the Disney company gave a, a, an expansion project pitch to local business leaders uh, as they talk about the next phases of this expansion for Disneyland Forward. Uh, it's supposed to be uh, a revitalization of the resort over the course of the next three decades. So they're definitely looking yeah, that's very long term. far forward. Now we're going to jump across the country and head on over to Florida. Okay. The Fire Breathing has returned to the Festival of Fantasy Parade. That's right. The Fire Breathing effect in the Dragon uh, is what Cheryl's talking about. We know that that was uh, put on suspension last month after the Phantasmic Fire, uh, but they have added that effect back to the Festival of Fantasy Parade. Uh, so that uh, that's a good thing because that, that Dragon's pretty fun. It is fun. Here we go with another hard-hitting Tiana's Bayou Adventure update. They added some new foliage. Or as I like to say, foliage. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, new greenery's been added. Good. Yes, maybe tomorrow they'll add a rock. Maybe, and we'll talk all about it. The final harmonious barges have been removed. That's right. Uh, sometimes we talk about stuff being added and sometimes we talk about stuff being taken away. Yeah, that's the best. Uh, and this is the best. The final harmonious barges were removed uh, as of May 17th. So once again, the World Showcase Lagoon in Epcot has a clear uh, path uh, from end to end with so no nice. interruptions. Yeah, it's glorious. They are now working on the foundation for the third structure of the DVC Tower at the Polynesian. Yeah, there's no more to the story than uh, than that. Okay. Why don't you hit us with a stunner? Yeah, I was shocked to hear today that the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is going to be closing permanently. Yeah, and that is effective uh, after the final cruise on September 28th, uh, which, which ends its voyage on September 30th. Uh, Cheryl actually sent me a text because she got the email first, and she swore in her text, which yeah. she never does. Um, we've been talking... Past couple of weeks, past couple of months about them offering discounts and having low turnouts uh, on the uh, voyages on the Galactic Star Cruiser. They're actually shutting it down for uh, a week over the summer. Um, it just never materialized like they thought it was going to. No. I mean, their price point, when it came out, the price point was too high. I think if it had been more reasonable, mm -hmm. I think they could have gotten the – you know, they expected this huge backlog of people that wanted to do it. But right. the kind of price that they were charging – you just weren't going to get it. Well, there's there's a couple of things. It's price prohibitive, you know, $5,000 for a party of two right. with no discounts. Um, and the storyline doesn't change. Mm -hmm. it's, it's always the same mission. Right. Uh, although I have heard stories of people going five and six times because it is a multi-threaded story adventure. So you could pick different options. Choose your own adventure. It's choose your own adventure kind of thing, right? And maybe there was some revisibility from that aspect, but it was essentially the same. Yeah. Um, big question is going to be, what do they do with that building? Do they turn it into a resort or do they just bulldoze it? Uh, you think it's a, it's a, you know, it's a tough nut if you're going to bulldoze it. Uh, but the building itself, you know, from the inside looks like a star cruiser. Mm -hmm. If you're saying, oh, just turn it into a Star Wars themed resort. The exterior of the building is not guest-friendly no. at all. They would it's, have to do a lot of work on it's it. It's not even utilitarian. Yeah. Uh, they would have to invest the money to put a whole new facade on the outer part right. of the building. Um, maybe you say that it's a, a permanently landed space, you know, uh, star cruiser. Yeah. Uh, but then you have to build that facade up. Uh, so it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens over the course of the next couple months. Yeah. they're gonna. I think it's just going to sit there for quite a while. Mm -hmm. They're just not going to do anything with it. Right. 
And in entertainment news, uh, you know, there's a new Indiana Jones film coming out this summer on June 30th. It is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Very exciting. Well, if you want to get ready for that, you can check out the entire film catalog uh, of Indy on Disney Plus uh, because all of his films are coming to the streaming service. uh, And uh, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. They will arrive on May 31st. So, you know, you can watch one film a week and get ready for the June 30th release. Absolutely. Or you could just binge them all at once. You could. You know, you think of Disney Plus as being this large vault of material. Mm -hmm. And you think it's always going to be around. Well, in order to improve and increase their profitability, um, Disney has announced they're going to be pulling some content off of Disney Plus as well as their Hulu service. Um, and the funny thing is, one of the things they're pulling off is the new Willow series, which just debuted in November of 2022. Uh, they're also pulling off the Mysterious Benedict Society, Big Shot, Turner and Hooch, uh, The World According to Jeff Goldblum, hmm. uh, The One and Only Ivan, Timmy Failure, Be Our Chef, Magic Camp, Earth to Ned, Foodtastic, Stuntman, Disney Fairy Tale Weddings, Wolfgang, and It's a Dog's Life with Bill Farmer. Um, those shows are expected to be off the streaming service uh, as of month's end. So if you haven't watched any of those, you might want to watch them. I don't understand how that's supposed to help their profitability. They're, they're streamlining, which I, 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 mean, I don't it's understand. Just, it's, no. already, it's, it's content that's already been yeah, shot. Yeah, and it's just like it's just storage space. Like right. I, I feel like in the grand scheme of things for a company like Disney+, Plus. It, mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like storage space would be a main major issue. Well, you know, a lot of the streaming companies are doing this, and they are purging content to refocus streaming towards profitability. All right, I'm not sure what that means, but whatever. I wasn't going to watch any of those shows anyway. All right. And in another big announcement today, which was prior to the Galactic Star Cruiser announcement, the Walt Disney Company announced that they have canceled the Imagineering uh, Imagineering move to their Lake Nona campus in Florida. Good. Um, but the funny thing is, there are already Imagineers here. Ah. So how would you like to be the Imagineer who, you know... Moved out there, knew that... Yeah. Moved from California, where you were firmly established, sold your house... Right. Packed up your family... Right. Moved cross-country... Oh, wait a second. Changed our mind. We're moving back to California. Right. Um, so they have canceled the plans to do that. Uh, this is uh, a $1 billion investment, roughly a $1 billion investment uh, that was going to bring 2,000 jobs to the region. Um, but now it's, uh, it's, it's under, you know, it's, it's water under the bridge. It's, um, um, and, and this article is saying that a lot of it has to do with DeSantis, like just Disney not wanting to bring any more jobs to Florida. Right. Uh, which, you know, makes sense, I guess. But on the other hand, Disney has already said that over the course of the next 10 years, they're going to be bringing 17,000 jobs and investing $17 billion in the state of Florida. So, you know, they're not completely pulling out. Well, there's no promises. Just because they said that's what they're going to do doesn't mean they are. That's true. You know, they said they were going to bring all these uh, Imagineers to Lake Nona, and now they're not. So we'll see what happens in the future. Exactly. What's going on with our friends over at Universal? Um, the former Poseidon's Fury in Universal Islands of Adventure now has no more water flowing. Yeah, they've turned off the water. Maybe it's because Poseidon didn't pay his bill. Maybe. Um, but, uh, the whole little area there is, is soon going to evaporate and look dry. Uh, no word on what is going to replace it. Um, but, uh, rest in peace, Poseidon's Fury. Kind of sad. Yeah. At Universal Studios, they have started construction on the left entrance pavilion as they have just finished 
construction on the right one. That's right. I look forward to a new entrance pavilion. Yes, who, it's who doesn't? Be, it's going to be fantastic. We've talked a lot about the construction that's going on in the Minion area. Um, they looks like they're going to actually make it a Minion land. That's right. Illumination Avenue is coming to Universal Studios, and uh, it's now going to be called uh, Minion Land. We all know that the Illuminations Villain Con Minion Blast is headed there. We know that there is a Minion Cafe headed as well. There's also a bakery coming called Bake My Day. There is a new Papanana stand where they will sell uh, banana-flavored popcorn uh, as well as some other snacks. We're getting the uh, shop some new illumination illumination studios shopping venues uh, we'll have the evil stuff and super silly stuff stores that will carry toys souvenirs and apparel and there's going to be an illumination theater where guests will be able to take pictures not only with your favorite despicable me characters but some of the characters from the sing franchise as well good so not only will the theater have photo opportunities, but when you enter uh, Minion Land, there will be a marquee with 22 minions ready to have their photos snapped. Wait, wait, wait. 22 actual little minion guys? No, I think they're going to be like... Uh, uh, Rotating? No, like a fixture, like oh, uh, props. okay. okay. Prop, prop minions. Um, they're also going to have photo-ready spots throughout the land, uh, including murals and photo opportunities that celebrate additional characters. Um, we're going to have the Sing characters, as I mentioned, and there's going to be a Sing on Tour live show. Um, oh, I'm sorry. That's only in Japan. Uh, there's rumor, there's <laughs> sorry. Rumor, there's rumor that it may be coming to Florida. Some fun new foods are coming to the Minion Cafe at Universal Studios Florida, including a very adorable Despicable. That's right. We're also getting Bob's Teddy Bear Chocolate Cream Puff, uh, and they have announced... Uh, three new cafes. We have the Minion Cafe, uh, which we now have a picture of the artist's rendering, which looks uh, adorable. It's going to be opening in the summer of 2023. Uh, they're going to have the Otto's Noodle Bowl, uh, which features uh, noodles in a glass. There's like a Minion glass that, that they serve them uh, over, I guess. Um, it's an Eastern inspiration with sliced meats, noodles, grilled corn, and soft-boiled egg. We have Agnes's Honeymoon Soup, uh, which is split pea soup and a grilled cheese sandwich served in a waffle. Nice. Yeah, that looks good. Uh, we have Carl's Crispy Cauliflower, which is a vegan uh, vegan offering. Uh, there is the aforementioned Bob's Teddy Bear Chocolate Cream Puff, uh, which is decorated with chocolate uh, discs for ears and chocolate button eyes. We have the Steak and Cheese Ray Sandwich. Um, and uh, what else here? A grilled cheese sandwich served in a waffle. With a tiny banana and fried minions. It's the, yeah, these fried minions are like tater tots <laughs> and they're really cute. They are. They're, they're adorable. So the new Minions Cafe is going to have three themed areas uh, and they are going to be themed after Minions Kevin, Stuart, Bob, and Otto. Uh, the first is the kitchen where you'll see the uh, Minions equipment and the gear they use to create the food. The second themed area is called the break room. You'll be able to dine in the Minions hangout space. They will have office safety tips and a vending machine full of unusual and mischievous uh, items. And then the third space is the dining room where you can enjoy colorful artwork created by the Minions. They're also going to have a fourth, I'm sorry, they're also going to have an outdoor eating area, uh, which will overlook the Minion land section of the park. 
I tell you, you know I'm not a big Universal fan, but I already want to go and visit Minion Land. I know. It's going to be great. And we have additional details now about the VillainCon Minion Blast ride. Okay. Um, it is a moving walkway attraction. Interesting. With no height requirement. However, children must be able to stand on their own to ride it. Interesting. Uh, the ride is also a shooting game. Uh, and you will be able to customize your blaster once you ride it if you use the Universal Orlando Resort app. Huh. Um, so you are going to join other me- um, other members of the Vicious Six uh, aboard the Minions uh, uh, Minion Blast, and you will blast your way to supervillain stardom. There's going to be a Peppa Pig character breakfast at the Peppa Pig theme park, debuting in June. That's right, Peppa Pig theme park. Uh, this is going to be their first character dining experience. Uh, And it will debut on June 9th, and it will be available on Fridays and Saturdays for a limited time. Uh, The park is geared towards preschoolers, and the meal itself is going to be be buffet-style and will be served in Miss Rabbit's Diner, which opened in early 2022 with the park. Do do you think they serve sausage there? Why? Peppa Pig or bacon? Yeah. Uh, And our final story of the night... The Brightline Rail Service has kicked off their ticket sales for the high-speed train from South Florida to Orlando. Uh, So that uh, happened on Monday. That ride is 170 miles between West Palm Beach and Central Florida. Um, The top speed of the trains is going to be 79 miles an hour, and they will start trips beginning on September 1st. Any word on the price? Uh, let's see. Uh, service will be 16 daily round, uh, daily round trips with hourly departures. Um, price is going to start at $79 for adults and $39 for children. Okay. Not terrible. Not at all. That's all the news we have for today. We hope everybody has a great weekend. And until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>